What is up, everyone, and welcome back to the Triple H Podcast. Happy Hour Hoops. And we have yet another trade in the NBA. We're going to start out with, honestly, just a huge show today for news. Uh, last week, we were given the Pascal Siakam trade. This week, we are given the Terry Rozier off the Hornets to the Miami Heat. Um, this is – can we just expect this, guys, until the trade deadline? Because I would like that, a big uh, monumental trade every week, middle of the week before we record. I, I'm down to do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm liking uh, how we're getting uh, some of these bigger names splashing these, uh, you know, past couple weeks. And uh, Terry Rozier to the Miami Heat, it felt like it just kind of was a deal that happened. Didn't really realize it. But this could be a deal that's really beneficial for Miami. Like, this is a type of, you know, score that's going to really help this team. And, I mean, it, it's classic Miami Heat, right? They get the best out of everyone when they go there. Terry Rozier's already having kind of a career-type year right now in Charlotte, mm-hmm. but no one cares because Charlotte's been so bad. But, damn, it's it, it, it's a it's a nice fit. I'm excited to see it tonight. You know, scary Terry. He's it, he's, he's projected to play tonight for the Heat, so this this will be a fun one to see how, how it works out with him, Hero, Jimmy, and, and Bam, who's also pretty much having a career year. I, I can't yeah. believe they had to give up like just Kyle Lowry and a later first round pick. Like they don't care about these first round picks. They're trying to win no. now. The contracts obviously probably matched perfectly. It it doesn't make sense. And Terry feels like he feels like a perfect Miami Heat player too. Like just his his ethic, work ethic, and everything else. I'm so Did you excited. See his old tweets about D Wade. No, I didn't. No. People are pulling like old tweets where I think D Wade old uh, injured his shoulder or arm or something, and he was like, "Take my arm and like." Back. <laughs> yeah, I forget the year, but back when he wasn't in the NBA, and uh, so it seems like Rogier has been been a fan of Heat culture for a long time now. And yeah, I agree. Uh, you could say it's a scary fit. You know, people call him Scary Terry, but I truly, I think. I think like two weeks ago, I saw a stat comparison. It was like one of those player A, player B things. And it was Terry Rozier alongside Dame Lillard. And Rozier had the edge and and a lot of the offensive stats. And so, you know, Lillard was the guy that the Heat wanted this whole summer. But turns out they only had to wait half the season and they get Terry Rozier for a much cheaper price. I mean, Lowry in a first round pick is not much compensation to bring in a much much younger, much ex- more explosive, just a better scoring guard at this point in their careers. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I, I look at this as a steal for Miami and then kind of what the Hornets always do, a big question mark for them because right. w- the report was already that he's likely to be bought out. So then you traded Rogier, you know, of, of course you dumped the money, but you traded Rogier for a 2027 first round pick. Uh, it seems like you, you could have got more. Maybe- Right. That, you could have got way my- more. And, and and it's crazy, too, because, like like I said, it's like he's having a fantastic year, but since it's on the Hornets, no one really cares, right? He's yeah. averaging a career high in points per game this year at 23 a game, and no one no one really cares about that. Like, when you saw the deal originally, you know, I think most people are like, oh, yeah, Terry Rozier, you know, solid player going to the Heat. Like, he got better. But I don't think people realize how good Rozier's been this year. I think he's averaging, like, six and a half assists, four rebounds a game, too. His shooting splits have been – I think I think he's shooting his best percentage from the field this season too in his career, which is which is crazy. Like That's Rozier's nuts. having a career year. He's 29 years old, so he's pretty much in his prime, like at his peak. 
And it's just another guy, too, like I said, that just kind of has always been productive, kind of always does what you want, you know, a, a player to do in certain situations. Like he can make the big shots. Like he, he doesn't shy away from the moment. And he goes to a perfect spot where, like I said, the Miami Heat get the best out of their players. So now you're taking a guy who has a career, having a career year on a team that's pretty much been in turmoil the entire season, been dealing with injuries, suspensions, whatever you have for Charlotte. They've been dealing with it all for the season. It hasn't stopped Terry since he's been there for, I think, like four or five years now. He's just been getting better every single year, getting a bigger role. And now he goes to a team like Miami where he doesn't need to be the guy, but I, I hate bringing this up, Donnie, because you, when you're on the pod, but look, look at the guys. The Miami Heat got the best out of last year, right? Yeah. That's yeah. like Struess, Martin, Vincent. He's t- more talented than all three of those. Oh, yeah. I mean, you I, pair I, that I, with I Jaime, Jaime Hawkes, who's having one of the best rookie seasons. You already have your, you know, quote-unquote big three in Miami, like Hero, Butler, and Bam. I just think this is a great fit. And I honestly think, too, this takes a ton of pressure off those vets. It takes, oh, yeah. it takes a ton of pressure. It's scary. Terry could score 30. You know, any game he really wants to on the Miami Heat, the way they set it up. But, like, there's going to be probably games where he, he scores, like, 30 points. Like, he begins with scary, scores eight. But I yeah. think that's going to be benefit the Miami Heat because they're just going to be more balanced, have another weapon that, you know, they can just utilize in a number of ways. This is a guy, too, who could play the six-man role, come off the bench if they want to play more gritty defensive game against who they're matched up against. If they got to run the court with some of these teams that want to run, because there's a lot of teams in the NBA that want to run, now the Miami Heat looks like, okay, maybe a better matchup against the Indiana Pacers, right? Maybe they're mm-hmm. a better matchup against the Boston Celtics now. So um, I, I I love this move for the Miami Heat, and I, I love it for Terry personally just because this is a guy who needs – to get a little more recognition, right? He's been he's been a baller, and I know Donnie, you you know him from his Celtics days, and yeah, and he and was great he, then. He was great there, yeah. you know. Didn't have the biggest role in the world, but he was great. What the Celtics needed him to do, and then became kind of a guy in Charlotte. But like I said, Charlotte's been so bad, no one really is noticing how effective of a player he's been this year. So it's it's just kind of a perfect spot, and it's it's the classic, right? Miami Heat, like it, it's not gonna fail with the Miami Heat. That, he, yep. They'll get the best out of him. He's having a, I mean, they trade for a guy who's having a career year, who's been only been getting better like the past five seasons to a team in turmoil, and all they give up is Kyle Lowry in a first three years down the road. Yeah, an expiring Kyle Lowry who has been, <laughs> been getting worse, like evidently the last two years. Yeah, it's, it's uh, crazy. I, only I the Miami know. Heat, only right. the Miami Heat pulled this off. I don't know how they were able to do that, uh, but they did. And Terry Rozier is wasting no time. They they tweeted out an hour ago that he's cleared to make his debut tonight. Yep. And then he plays his other former team, the my Boston Celtics, tomorrow yeah. night. So that should be a must-watch for Thursday night hoops. The only th- other thing I want to say about Charlotte is they came out today and said that uh, now they're also trying to sell Gordon Hayward before the deadline. And it's just – I mean that. Okay. I Listen, don't think they they see the said. tank war setting up right <laughs> <Okay>. now. <laughs> yeah. They see that tank war yeah. setting up. We got the big tank matchup tonight: Hornets, Pistons. As we were talking about before the pod, 
They're yeah. ready. They're ready. They're like, listen, we we got to be serious about this. We got to get there, down there. They're throwing is, the name in the arena. Yeah. Is there a true tank war though? Because I feel like the projected top five picks are interchangeable. It feels like this year in in the true. draft class, they're change. It feels like they're changing every every two weeks. Yeah. The one at the top. Like I know it, it's a decent core, and and it, I, a lot of people won't know because a lot of them are international players, but um. It just feels like there isn't at set, you know, top one or two guys. Yeah, there's not a Wemby this year. And a tank war for it. No, not even close. No Wemby this year. But I'm also, saying, it's like, all they got. Even, even if what there else, wasn't. What right. else do they have? They they right. have the allure of a number one pick for their fans. Right. And, and I think it's, yeah, right. you, you got to look towards the future anyways, right? But I'm, I'm saying, yeah. like, I don't think you need to get in a quote unquote be the worst team type of tank war because I honestly, right, at this point in time, I think like one through six, maybe even one through like eight picks right now feel like interchangeable to me. And I think more is going to change, right? Once we get into the meat of the college basketball season, some players emerge that way too. Mm -hmm. But right now, okay, like build towards the future, but I don't, I don't, I don't know what your plan is. Yeah. And I don't think the Hornets know either. So that, that could just (laughs) be the, the real, the real information that Charlie's trying to give us is they're just they're just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what right. sticks at this point. Because because what are you building around too, right? I, I don't think there's any guarantee Lamelo wants to stay there long term. No, right? Like oh, like God, no. what what are you really building around? I don't right? even. PJ I, they, Washington's probably going to be dealt too. Yeah, come, come they, they just drafted Brandon Miller. I'm not even sure he wants to be there at this. No, point. And, and he's been playing well too. Another yeah. one who's actually been playing really well, but no one cares because it's Charlotte. Yeah. I, I looked up. I'm like, damn, Miller's got decent this, numbers this year. Well, kind of reminds me, and I guess it's a little sad for Kyle Lowry, um, but it kind of reminds me of when Tony Parker went to the Hornets a few years ago and then just mm-hmm. disappeared from the league. I I wouldn't be surprised if we we see the same fate for Lowry. Hopefully not. You know, I'm, there's there's still teams out there, contenders that would like to to bring him in. Um, mm-hmm. Needed to be moved though. Smart move for for the Heat, especially when you yeah. think about what they got in return. We will get to the probably biggest news of the weeks, the Bucks firing Adrian Griffin. But how could we start the pod without talking about our presenting sponsor, Winstreaks? Guys, Happy Hour Hoops is brought to you by Winstreaks. It's the best. It's 100% free to play. You make five picks daily on the sports games that we know you are already watching, and then you accumulate points and you can win cash prizes this contest runs every monday to sunday and you just you just try to be the best out of everyone watching these games you make your picks you accumulate points and you win cash prizes it's that easy nfl nhl college basketball nba which obviously we love and you is our code hhh when you sign up in that referral code spot and you'll have chance to win game game time gift cards like we did the past couple of weeks we gave away some $50 gift cards little hint hint here down the road we're going to be doing similar contests so when you download the Winstreaks app use our referral code HHH and just one last reminder this is 100% free to play always and yeah go start watching those games accumulate points and maybe you will be this week's lucky winner great slate tonight too a lot of options a lot of chances to have that five and oh day get a little boon get a little bonus get a little boost right there a lot of chances 
I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I was telling you guys this before the pod. I'm starting to get right back into that college basketball. Yep. We got a great slate yep. today. Some great NBA games. I'm, I'll be the first one to say I, I got four college basketball picks on my win streak slate today. Ooh. Only one NBA pick, and I'm sure everyone can guess which NBA thing, I'm, which NBA team I'm taking tonight. A little, little ABC game, little home dogs. I think everyone knows that I'm taking the Mavs with, I think, about 50, 59, 59 points. Oh, yeah, but got some college Ooh. basketball, too. Big, big slate. And I'll, I'll tell you what, tell you what, there's a lot of teams that I think are getting, uh, you're getting more points for. They should be the ones that are going to be winning the game. A lot, a lot of opportunities there. Have a big night. I have one of those tonight too. It's the Atlanta Hawks. Ooh, okay. Ooh. I think okay. Seventy. I think seventy-six points for the Atlanta Hawks tonight. Damn, seventy-six yeah. against the Warriors. That's a, that's I hope a big he, one right there. I'm probably going to look and like see that Trey Young's not playing. That does not take American ball out, right? Yeah. No, I like. Yeah, that. He's trying so to get traded favorite. right now too. That's like yeah. that's a man. Trying to build his trade value. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, so you guys, you guys know the deal. Download win streaks. Uh, we're gonna be doing giveaways with them again soon. And yeah, keep just pick pick winners on these games that we know you're watching. Win streaks is the best. Uh, and Happy Air Hoops is brought to you by Win Streaks every week. Well, all that said, let's get into the juicy stuff, the craziness that is the Milwaukee Bucks. Second seed in the East, doesn't matter. They fire their head coach. Adrian Griffin is out. And Doc Rivers from the broadcast booth is, is wow. just hopping in, taking over. Uh, there's a bunch of speculation that he's kind of been running the show from behind the scenes, you know, prior to the, all this news coming mm -hmm. out, which is crazy if that's the case. Um Apparently, Doc Rivers was acting as Littlefinger, just kind of puppeting everyone <laughs> on the Milwaukee Bucks, and then now finally just getting his way and lands the head coachy job. I mean, my initial reaction was just like, second seed in the Eastern Conference, why are you firing your coach? And then, I mean, Doc Rivers obviously was going to be a top candidate. Like, he's a guy who's yeah. a well-respected, well-known. He's coached a lot of legendary players and, you know, was kind of rumored to maybe get this job before Adrian Griffin did. But it's – it to me, I just can't help but think we have, like, an Ime Doka situation going on. I'm not saying specifically the same yeah. type of thing, but I wouldn't be surprised if more comes out because – Otherwise, I don't. I don't really have an answer of why the hell this would happen. I have one example to give you guys. <laughs> Let's hear it. It's from another one of the greatest. I would say the greatest basketball player of all time who fired a coach. Yeah, when they were winning. Cavs, right? The first yeah. year. Yep. David Blatt got fired first right. halfway through his first True. year for a coach that LeBron wanted, and Giannis clearly is running. It is making. Yeah. It has a lot of sway right now. He got Dame traded there. Pushed for that. We all know that that was basically Giannis wanting that to happen. And there's a lot of reports about – here's some quotes from Giannis here from this just this season. We have to be more clear on what we're trying to accomplish defensively What we're, and because you've got to live with something. we got to figure out solutions. Right now we're not there yet. That was in December. Obviously the talent level we have is incredible. We have to be more organized. I feel like sometimes we're not organized at all. Um, I've, I've been a part of a few teams that have been number one in defense at the end of the day. It's about pride and effort. If you have no pride, no effort, you don't get the results. And it, we are playing extremely hard, and at times we don't. That all sounds like shots at your head coach in in yeah. press pressers right away. I think this is 
I think Giannis put his foot down and said, this guy's not getting it done. Now, the doc side of it is the little finger doc side of it is the most interesting part of the story because yeah. he was brought on as an advisor right. to Adrian Griffin to get things in. Doc also, you mentioned his great pedigree and why he would be the first guy to be brought up in this, like to come in and coach a championship caliber team. Also went to Marquette University in Milwaukee, also a Chicago native. He's going back home. Yeah. He's going close to home. Like this is probably the situation Doc has wanted since he left Philly last year. Like he was, we know that he was a candidate for this Bucks job to begin with. We know that Nick Nurse was also a candidate for this Bucks job last summer, and they settled on Adrian Griffin. And it hasn't worked since the beginning. I mean, even even the Terry Stotts firing that was like one day before the season started, one day before the end of the preseason, when they brought in Stotts to kind of help him along and help Dame along. It's like, what's going on there? Like, that's not usually a good start. I think this is a star player in flexing his star player muscles once again and getting the guy that he wants in there. Is it the right move? We all have talked at length about Doc Rivers on this podcast and Mm -hmm. how we don't think that he can win in these big moments. So he, but when Doc first shows up, there is a bump. It's usually year two, year three, where the where the things start to deteriorate with Doc, and you, you start losing his voice and everything like that. But they don't need year three; right. like they need to win now. Then they would do it next year. Like the window for the Bucks is right now, while Dame is in his prime. So I don't I want to criticize it, but like if they hated the guy this much, you can't just yeah. you can't just string it out. But also, it's fucking crazy that you gave him this the leeway to be in charge of this organization, and then you're 30 and 13 you're like yeah but the only comparison i have is david blatt and lebron yeah and that was crazy when that happened too that is a good point that is a good point because that's really the only thing that i'm getting hung up on is the second seed in the east and i don't think like it's not like they you know going into the season we said bucks and celtics we thought would be in a class of their own in the eastern conference so it's not like the bucks in their heads are thinking that they should be miles above the celtics like i feel like any team in the East, especially the Bucks, with you know the defensive woes that they've had and bringing in yeah. Dame and trying to make all that work, you'd think they'd be super pleased with the second seed in the Eastern Conference, especially with a rookie head coach. Um, you brought up Nick Nurse, Jake. I think it's I read the other day that you know that management wanted to bring in Nick Nurse in the offseason. Giannis shut it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you know that little piece of information, Doc kind of already having his hands on the team in the background in the shadows, that little piece of information, it kind of all does point to Giannis just running the show here and maybe Dame being the, his little partner in crime in that. Uh, it It's just, I don't know. It's kind of crazy. I mean, we, you just it's don't nuts. see this often and you, you start to wonder because there was all this, these talks in the summer before Dame got there, you know, is Giannis going to be a New York Nick? Is he trying to force his way out of Milwaukee? Is he actually happy there? And if Doc Rivers doesn't work out or if they the defense, you know, they don't see a huge bump in the defense, I mean, does it just go back to angry Giannis who is not pleased in Milwaukee? Because even though they seemingly brought in the guy that Giannis wants, I still think overall this this is a little concerning just in general. But And it it is crazier. It is crazier than David Black. Because David Black, I, I... looking back now he was there that first year and they went to the finals yeah so david blatt yeah. was the, like he had success well maybe that is crazier because they went to the finals and then he, but their yeah. record in that second year was 30 and 11 right now the bucks are 30 crazy. and 13 like right at the halfway point very similar yeah, yeah. I mean, 
they, they're tied for the second best record in the entire league, which is crazy. Like this happens, <laughs> this happens in any other sport. There's probably outreach by the fan base, but because this is the NBA, right? Because this is the most player driven league. I think everyone's just kind of like, all right, Giannis just wanted him out. And, and that's, it's wild to me, right? You have a new head coach, right? It's not like he's been here a while. This is his first year as the Bucks head coach. You're 30 and 13 and you're gone. Because, you know, a superstar just doesn't like how you're doing. And, and I get it. Giannis has, I think, earned that privilege, right? He got the championship from Milwaukee. He brought Dame here. I mean, Giannis has been calling the shots, I think, for a while. I, yeah. I, I think we we all, like, his his brother's still on the roster, guys. His, <laughs> his brother's still on the roster. There's only one reason that his brother's still on the roster. It's because Giannis wants him there. Like, That's it, a good point. But he's been, he's been calling the shots for a while, and – you know, to my thing, which surprises me a little bit, right? The Bucks didn't really feel like they had an identity at the start of the year. I thought they started picking it back up, and they've they've, they've yeah. improved. I think as the years gone on, so that's kind of strange to me. Like, if it, it would be one thing if the Bucks started like eight and zero, right, and they were trending in the wrong direction. I thought they've been trending in the opposite direction, where they're starting to play better as the team more cohesive. Like Middleton's back, starting to get significant minutes again. Dame has kind of gotten back to his old self and not been, you know, shying away from the moment. Giannis was, you know, first probably, what, 15 games was just not aggressive at all. I mean, this is this guy was just pat, passing the ball away, very rarely wanted to take over games. Now we're starting to see Giannis play like old Giannis. So it's just – it feels like a weird – weird timing because I think the team was trending in the right direction, but this could also have been in the cards for a while that, you know, right off the bat, he is like, I don't like this guy. And they were just waiting for the right time to do it. My biggest, you know, concern or issue is a lot of Giannis's complaints have been on the defensive side, right? We're talking, we're talking about, he wants to improve defense, buddy. The point guard you brought in replaced Drew Holiday, who's one of the best <laughs> defensive point guards in the NBA. And you're bringing in a guy yeah, that's a pure scorer that has been a defensive liability his entire career. As much as we love Dame, he's never been that guy on defense. So you want to complain about defense that way. Also, too, you know, the coach you're bringing in, Doc Rivers, his teams have crumbled in the playoffs yeah. on yeah. the defensive yep. side. Like, it's just, it's just wild to me, right? Like, he's making all these points. And it could just be he's just trying to find something where I guess maybe the numbers back up that he just maybe didn't like uh, Griffin. Maybe he didn't like Adrian Griffin. It's like he wanted yeah. to go a, a different direction the whole time. But it's like you're complaining about defense, and it's like, buddy, that's on you. That's, yeah. that's, you are 100% at fault for that, where the moves that like you have wanted to make for this team this year, you knew your defense was going to be lacking. And so to me, it, it, it just feels so weird, right? Because they're 30 and 13. They, they, I think they have been improving, maybe, you know, not short, short term, but on a month to month basis. As I the year's so, gone yeah. on, I think they've gotten better as a team. They're finally get, starting to get fully healthy. But like I said, any other league, there's going to be outrage to this, but this is the NBA. This is a players-driven league, and it's like people see this move, right? And if, if this move had happened in the NFL, let's say a team was like 8-2, and two, and they're the second-best team in the conference, and it happened, people would be freaking out. They'd be losing mm -hmm. their minds. Because this happened in the NBA, The I, my initial reaction, and I'm sure your guys' initial reaction was like, oh, Giannis probably wanted them out. Yep. Yeah. Giannis, and Giannis now, probably wanted it him was out like the, the second thing I texted to my friend was like Giannis exactly. had yeah. done this. <laughs> and that, well, and Dame were... too. I want to give it more to Dame. Sorry, Dave, but Dame yeah. Dame has to be in Giannis's ear about Agreed. this. And the 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 Terry Stotts thing is why I bring that up because Terry Stotts was brought in for Dame specifically. Like those two have yep. such a close relationship. Yeah. Terry Stotts was there 
in Portland, I think for nine years with Dame. And he was brought in basically as like the Dame whisperer for this team. And then before the season even starts, Adrian Griffin reportedly gets into a shouting match with Terry Stotts in the locker room after a preseason game. They have differences in thoughts on scheme and everything else. And they get rid of the guy. And Damian Lillard is looking at this situation like, I just left. I just agreed to leave the place that I said I was never going to leave. Put all my stock into this organization, in this team, and everything. And we're going to go down because this coach, this first-time coach, doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Like, that might just be Dame. And maybe through Giannis, like, those two probably are obviously communicating every day about these things and making these decisions. He's looking at it like, my clock's ticking. I'm not wasting it with this guy who doesn't know what he's doing. Like, bring Doc in, a guy who at the very least, like – it's going to bring structure. Like, whether whatever Doc is going to do in the playoffs, that's one thing. But Doc is going to come in, and they're going to be – they're not going to be a miscommunications. They're not going to be disorganized. They're going to have a no. structure. He's going to be able to run a good program. And they're going to have, a like, actual a defensive backbone for the rest of the regular yeah. season. Now how teams attack them in the playoffs, right? we'll see. But Doc, Doc, who, who is the king of failing upwards, like, the guy since, since Boston – couldn't couldn't get over the hump with the Clippers. Then he gets a job with Joel Embiid, who is arguably the best player in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Can't get over the hump with him and James Harden. Now maybe that's James Harden's fault as much as anything too. We can't let Doc go uh, uh, for how he kind of handled that, the Ben Simmons yeah. situation, everything else. And now he ends up with Giannis and Dame. And I'm just, it's hard for me to believe that they're going to have more playoff success the way we've seen with him. But this might be his best. This might be his best and last chance. So maybe Doc. Maybe Doc is more motivated than he has been with that Philly situation. Maybe it's more, you know, this feels more stable, even though it's kind of crazy right now. He's not dealing with the craziness of Philly. Like, if he can get these guys kind of in line. And he knows how to communicate with stars. Like, that's what we know about Doc. And maybe this is a move where Giannis and Dame uh, buying into Doc, right? To have your star players buy into you. Maybe that's the difference. Maybe that's the the big thing is they're buying into it. And that, that might help them. Because if... If your star players aren't buying into your coach, I don't care how successful are you. You don't want that, right? Yep. Yeah, honest, and like, uh, you, like you've been making the point, especially in the NBA, especially in this league. Right. Giannis probably like overheard Dame mumble under his breath, like "Wish I fucking went to Miami, man." And he was like, <laughs> All right, we, we got to get Griffin out of here before Dame leaves. And uh, I think Doc, it's very possible Doc just hated fucking broadcasting, bro. I think I think he wanted to coach the whole I'm time. I'm so pissed. The the worst part about this is now we What's, don't have we don't have Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Gundy with Mike yeah. Green. Like they brought Doc in as this. Yeah, it's like you see what you did, you broke something or you fixed oh, yep. something that wasn't broken. And now it's it's funny, uh Dan Greenberg, who covers the Boston Celtics, he uh tweeted a picture of Missoula and Van Gundy like chopping <laughs> it up on the practice court, and he was like, Sorry, NBA, like no takes these backs. He's like Jeff Van Gundy is part of the Celtics now. <laughs> he can't get back on the broadcast as much That's as you funny. may want him to. Um, yeah, just one of the crazier situations I've seen in a while in the NBA. Very just intrigued to see how this plays out for Giannis, for Dame, for Doc. Uh, I think we won't really know for sure until we get to the playoffs, and we'll never really know for sure, right? Because Adrian Griffin was a rookie head coach. Like, Does yep. he get a, a shot somewhere else? Does he go back to being an assistant somewhere else? Uh, I mean, he had a bunch of success for half a season. 
And this is like Steve said, it's a player driven league. And sometimes if you're yeah, not the I think guy, he's got the, uh, I think the he has the fourth best winning percentage, like in NBA history or something right now. Nice doing business with you. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Um, yeah. Keep an eye on the bucks. Everyone. The last piece of news is that Tristan Thompson, maybe he failed probably the most meaningless drug test of all time. Uh, Jake, I think you know better than anyone. I mean, Tristan Thompson, I guess he's he still gets some decent run for the Cavs this year, but he suspended 25 games. Um, I think he popped positive for ibuprofen and SARMs, which is <laughs> a cheap steroid the way I understand it. So it's I basically guess, uh, the way it's it's not even like first of all, it's not legal at all in the US. It's not just an right. NBA illegal steroid. It's illegal in the United States of America. And yeah, it's mostly for like the biggest use of it is like college kids trying to bolt. Like it's not That's even like, thought, he, yeah. like he's not even like a good like hit like steroid. It was like the dumbest, most basic steroid that he could have been doing. And he's doing it to basically get a vet minimum contract and just keep up on the court getting his 10 minutes a game it's crazy that this is like how this ended up with tristan thompson uh i i have no i have nothing like i'm not even was literally not shocked at all seeing no. this like when it comes to tristan that's what thompson, i mean it's like I'm every the most meaningless failed drug <laughs> test i've ever seen mm-hmm. like, and right, with him yeah. anything's any tristan thompson story that comes out you're like yeah like Tristan's not a reliable human being at this point. Yeah, he, cheated, he goes off the wall. Cheated the on his girlfriend again. Failed the drug times, test. Failed the drug test. And yeah, yeah it sucks for the Cavs. Like, for the course. But yeah, it is what it is. Like it, 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 it's he'll be back for the playoff run. I'm sure they're not going to cut him or anything like that. Um, it's I don't know what he's hilarious, look like, but it's kind of hilarious. Like a glue guy or like an eighth or ninth guy off the bench getting popped for steroids and then be. It's like, did you really, did you really need to do that? I don't think it was going to change much. Especially change a guy much. his age too. Yeah, you, you, yeah. you play. You've been in this league for he a is while. Averaging, man. He is averaging three point eight points a game, three point nine oh, yeah. rebounds a game, and uh, one assist a game. In yeah, average, getting, 12, for twelve minutes. We didn't get to see him after the juice, though. It might have been five. (laughs) That's true. You're right. I'll be honest with you guys. I'm not going to lose any sleep missing Tristan Thompson for the next 25 games. Me either. Yeah, we're we're not going to notice. The 25 games will come and go. It'll be like 40 games in, and we'll be like, oh, yeah, Thompson's back. (laughs) NBA could have suspended him without saying anything, and I'd just been like, oh, he's just a healthy scratch. He's yeah. just a healthy scratch tonight. Exactly. He's just been what a healthy to scratch to 25 straight games. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. He's just going yeah. to go hang out at home. He'll, be, he'll just be yeah. chilling. <laughs> so uh, that, that'll do it for the news. Um, ended, uh, I guess Cavs, Bucks like, tonight, too. The two teams yeah, we just talked I, about. The Bucks I, in the midst of a coaching change. The Cavs. Been I rolling. They killed the Bucks last time too, right? The no yeah, Giannis they Bucks. No Giannis, they killed yeah. him. Yeah. It was the Sam Merrill game, bro. He was it, cooking. I, every game feels like the Sam Merrill <laughs> game with the Cavs right now, man. That guy's just shooting. Shooter shoot. The Cavs are in an interesting shoot. spot because Garland and Mobley are still out, and who knows what this know. team looks like. They've been out for so long, man. I don't. I when is Mobley even supposed to come back? It was like six to He's, eight. Like how long ago? I think he's closer than uh, I believe he's closer okay. than than Garland is. But I don't know what this team looks like after that. But they've been beating up some scrub teams, and uh, so we'll see what they look like against a full strength Bucks team tonight.
Yeah, that'll be a, be a good game. I didn't take that on win streaks, but I thought about taking the Cavs for the points there. And just because exterior motives, I would like the Milwaukee Bucks to lose. And they play Milwaukee again Friday, too, actually. So oh, maybe wow. tonight's oh. the night they catch them, and then Milwaukee comes back with Doc. Is that a home and home, then? I'm guessing. Just two in Milwaukee, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. A little oh, baseball series. Okay. I like that. And something the rest of the NBA world fans coaches players loved was monday night because yeah it was it was something fucking spectacular fellas i'm not gonna lie like just sitting sitting there watching watching celtics mavs which was already a fantastic game and was just overshadowed because Embiid went for 70 uh most points in franchise history for the 76ers and a career high for Embiid, obviously and then Cat at the same time, you know, after Embiid finished with 70, Cat had 40 something at the half, ends with 63. Obviously, much different games. The Sixers won. Embiid was spreading the ball around. The Minnesota Timberwolves lost to the Hornets, and Cat was not really spreading the ball around. Uh, let's start with Embiid, though. I mean, just like even watching, because admittedly, I wasn't watching mm-hmm. this game live, but I was flicking back and forth. I watch the highlights afterwards and just, I mean, we've already, we've gone over so much how incredible Embiid has been this season, but to have a, a 70 point night on a, on a Monday night and for your team to get the victory and him asking, wait, Wilt has never done this afterwards. I think it was uh, something to do with rebounds and 70, well 15 and five, seven, first yep. 70, 15 and five game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think him and him and Jordan were the only two to do that. Correct. And, I want to say Elgin Baylor. I yeah, want to say okay. Elgin Baylor too, as well. But yeah, and him holding up a piece of paper with seventy odd is it was great, man. It's just like if you like the game of basketball, you loved what you saw Monday night, and like it's the new age, right? Like it's it's centers that can step out and hit the three. Both yeah. of these guys, you know, Embiid gets it done at the free throw line. He can score at every level. Cat with unlimited range. It was it was awesome. Yeah, uh, it, just great. And M- Beats was crazy, right? Because he did it against Wembenyama too, right? We're yeah. talking about a rookie getting humbled. Wemby still scored, I think, 33 points of his own or something in this game. Like, Wemby didn't have a bad game. But, you know, coming into it, it was like, all right, let's see how, you know, Wemby does. He's been, I mean, all world defensively so far this year. That's how he does, he does against one of the most dominant centers in the league. And MB just bully ball. I mean, it was just bully ball. 24 points, I think, in the first quarter, 36 in the first half. And it was, like you said, Donnie, I mean, Embiid's bag of tricks now has just expanded so greatly in the past couple of years. It, it's unbelievable what he could do. His versatility at, with his size is something like we really haven't seen before no. where he can just back him down but he will he will t- turn around and make that turnaround jumper he right he'll shoot the three i think he only made one three in his 70 points which makes it even more impressive yeah and so it, it, it was it was just crazy and it's just it, it, it's gotten to the point it's like i don't know what a team can do to stop joel Embiid. the spurs and and i think pop fitz was talking about a little bit before you know they're gonna have one on him and see how one could do against him it's like nope even Wemby, this guy who's a freak of nature, who has a wingspan that can cover pretty much half the court, could not stop this guy one-on-one. And it's it's been so impressive to see so far this year. 
Um, I mean, I, I honestly, like, just for, you know, the sake of Embiid's case, I hope he does play enough games this year because he's Me too. far and away the MVP right now, just running away with it. I mean, he's putting up video game numbers every night. I don't even know how many games it is. He scored 30 straight, 30 points in, but it's it's getting ridiculous. It's like he's a lock for 30 and 10 every single night, and it's not even that. He's a lock for pretty much 25 points in the first half every yeah. single night on the court. And this 76ers team is looking like a legitimate threat. I mean, they're just, they just seem to be getting better and better. The players are playing well around him. And, you know, he only had five assists uh, in that game, but still to have five assists as a big man in a game where you drop 70 in my mind is crazy impressive because his playmaking has just impressed. I think the best play of the game, I forget who the pass was to, but it was almost like a blind bounce pass. I forgot who was cutting on the baseline, but Embiid, he had probably some, I don't know, 40 some points at this point. Just a blind bounce pass where he whipped that thing just perfect on a dime, easy dunk. And it's like, that's the big man doing it. That That's the big man making a play also, like that yeah. in a game where he dropped 70. I, I don't remember so if Wemby was on him at the time for that pass, but like you talk about it, five assists for a center in a game where you dropped 70, and the guy who is guarding you has an eight foot something wingspan. Yeah, maybe probably over that. He's probably yeah. close to oh, ten yeah. foot wingspan. Uh, I don't even want it. I don't even. Want yeah, I'd rather this. not because it just makes me upset. <laughs> but no, but like it's it's thing. truly incredible, and I don't know. Yeah, it's. I think uh, watching the highlights, there's probably five or six that I could say are my favorite play from that night. I think the layup to get him seventy was yeah. Also, oh, the fast break. Yeah. yeah, it was just like to see him. Like it, you could see Embiid isn't really like the fastest guy, but like he was moving a little. Ging- he was little getting down the court for that one right yeah, there. He was, yeah, like, he was moving. Up. Uh, it, it was awesome, man. I just, I'm honestly happy. You know, I'm never, never really happy for the Sixers in any capacity, but su- super happy for Embiid and. I know Jokic, it probably seems like this a few years ago. And but that's the only time that I, I can remember where like halfway through the season, I can I can confidently say right now, if if Embiid doesn't miss m- many more games, I think it's he's a lock for the MVP. Yeah, I, I I'd agree with you too. And that doesn't um, happen often. Maybe with Jokic no. a few years ago we were saying that, but it, it's just it's insane. He's He's just been so dominant. He's been so consistent, right? It's every single night Embiid is a lock to put up these kind of numbers. He's a lock to just do – he hasn't had like a bad game. He hasn't had a slump. It's in, in unreal his consistency. And I think what's crazy about it too, and I'll give a couple examples of that, is everyone's on notice of how good Embiid is. Part of my favorite part about the 70-point uh, game was when they interviewed KD after, when they were asking yes. KD – your opinion oh you see on beat had 70 and KD goes he had 70 yeah. like like he's shocked like he had like other you know incredible players are super impressed and that i think the best one of them all was late night sports center i believe with scott van pelt he was interviewing bill self after kansas had a nice win and he's like he was like you know i just want to let you know about you know one of your former players you know joel Embiid. he had a 70 tonight and jokingly like bill self was like he, he learned that oh i take all credit for that, he <laughs> that in his eight months yeah. here but it's it's crazy too. We kind of forget like Embiid was at Kansas for like eight months span. Like he 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 was in college basketball, and to just see his growth from then to now, it's That's it's a- unbelievable. I mean, he's he's gotten significantly better. I feel like every single year of his career, and that's kind of crazy with a player who already had you know the type of 
skill set he had is just to keep improving. Yeah. I mean, he won the MVP last year, guys, right? He won the MVP last year. He is significantly better this year yeah. than he was last year. Growth is the key word with that, too, because the footwork and shit was always there. But if you look at Embiid back in college to what he is now, and you guys like mentioned, like he's not a, mm-hmm. he's not running down the floor. Like the dude is just a force and he's huge. Like he yeah. put in the work to get, like, fill out his frame, like to be like as oh, dominating yeah. and as physical of a force as he is. And he still was able to maintain that footwork and that, and that like guard, like, skills that he has like that's made him so special to begin with and that's really the amazing thing about him and like like uh like bloomy said here like he keeps getting better that's yeah, that's the exactly. scary part is there like he i thought i would have thought basketball about... until he was 15 <laughs> i know that's, that's cra- it's that's so crazy nuts. it's nuts man he's he's uh, put in the work and it's great to, it's it's been great to see because i thought by now like with the injury history and everything else like who knew what he was going to be right. like if he was going to be this effective and he's just gotten better and healthier as the years have gone on too like he's addressed every time he has an issue he addresses it and gets better at it yeah mm-hmm. yeah like a few years ago i don't think he would have been capable for this because the knock then was that he was out of shape and like at the end of the games yes. it was it was clear that he was gassed and couldn't keep up or was fouling out and you know he's gotten to this point now and uh, two cool stats I wanted to just throw out there about Monday night. I think everyone probably knows this one. Um, it it was just so awesome that it happened on the anniversary mm-hmm. of Kobe Bryant's 81 points. And, you know, to have these two guys come out and and have 70 and 63, which Kat, Do you think they you, knew? You think they Kat, knew? They, they, the report was that players told Cat at halftime that Embiid okay. had 70. And he was at what, like? I can't remember. What 44. Forty four. Forty four. Because yeah. I remember yeah. we're 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 talking in the group chat going like I tuned into the Sixers game because like I gotta watch what Embiid's doing. Meanwhile, watching the Celtics Mavs, and then you know I like to look what else is going on in the league. Go through the box mm-hmm. score. Click on the T Wolves game. I'm like, that's a mistake. Cat had four. Yeah. I text you guys. I go, ah, uh, guys, Cat has forty four. <laughs> <laughs> like we're talking about Embiid right now. He might get to seventy because yeah. I don't think he had reached it at that point. I'm like, no, guys. Cat has 44 at half. I think he made eight or his first nine three-pointers. Yeah, yeah he had 10. He eight or nine and, half, and yeah. I think he made his first eight he attempted. Eight or nine. We're talking about a seven-foot center. Yeah. This is a crazy world. This is yeah. crazy. <laughs> it was – Monday really was banana land. Uh, and the, 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 second, the second stat is that uh, it's perfect because we were just talking about both of them, you know, going crazy with the scoring. But it's the first day since April 9th of 1978 that two players had 60 points in the same night wow. across the league. So, you know, this is – it hasn't happened for a long time. Monday night was special. Was. Uh, the last thing I'll say about Cat uh, is that Chris Finch, oh. head coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves, did not mince words at the postgame presser. He was not happy for Cat getting his career high. Um, he said it was – childish it was immature basketball it was not disciplined basically everything you say and uh anthony edwards kind of took responsibility he said admittedly they were all trying to get you know cat to just keep scoring and they blew blew a game to the hornets which you know might not seem a big lead too yeah a big big lead too a big lead to a bad team who we mentioned at the top is you know almost definitely trying to tank at this point and it, you know, on paper, doesn't really seem like a big idea, uh, a big deal. Like middle of January, you lose a game to the Hornets. Who cares? You should because the Oklahoma City Thunder are now the one seed in the Western Conference. Yep. So 
Uh, it seems meaningless, but it's every every game matters, and it's every stuff that we kind of pointed to the Timberwolves. Uh, that was a fault last year, like just immaturity, kind of not really caring about the moment. Then it was the complete opposite when the season started. It's like, oh, T Wolves are for real. They're playing defense. Everyone's bought in. Um, and you know what? I don't. I, I don't think it's a huge deal. It's it's cool. He had sixty three. Obviously, they have team chemistry that the guys were trying to get him as most points as they could, but. Um, definitely different levels than the Embiid 70 point game. Did you guys watch the end of the game? Do you watch the end of that game? It was, I don't, I don't blame for Chris Finch for how mad he was because yeah. first off, Anthony Edwards had one shot attempt at halftime. I get cat has 44. Anthony Edwards needs more than one shot attempt yeah. per half. And he started scoring a little bit more in the second half, but we're talking about the end of the game here. First off, they are doing nothing on defense. They're letting the Hornets pretty much score at will. It was almost like where, like you're, you know, you're you're playing against someone in a game where, like, you're comfortably gonna win. Where you're like, I I know I'm gonna win. I'm just trying to run up the score or stat pad with this one player, and you're letting the other team score. The only difference was the Hornets were coming back, and they were coming back fast. And if you watch the end of that game, Cat was getting double and triple teamed. Say one time he was quadruple teamed and the T-Wolves were just giving him the ball and try and he was and all that was happening was Cat was trying to take these shots at double triple team sometimes quadruple team complaining to the ref he wouldn't get fouled as the Hornets are going down the other lane of side of the court and scoring. I mean it made no sense. At one point Cat was on the bench because of the lack of defense and because how how mad Chris Finch was, which is so crazy that a guy who scored 60 points or 63 points yeah, in a game is sitting on the, the bench. bench because of how, how they're playing that game out. But it was true. I mean, I'm watching the game. It was it was a comedy. It was a circus. Cat is triple teamed trying to chuck up the ball to draw these fouls, then just complaining to the ref when he doesn't get him. It's like, yeah, you're not going to get him when you're getting mauled by three, four guys. Like, at that point, you got to be like, all right, he's had he's having a great game, but clearly their defense is adjusting to it a little bit here in the fourth quarter. Clearly our defense is letting them score at anything. Let's run through the offense. And oh, by the way, oh, by the way, Minnesota, a guy named Anthony Edwards, he's pretty good. You might want to give him the ball if he's got no one around him. You might want to try that. And Anthony Edwards, every time he got the ball, it was like he's playing hot potato. He yeah. couldn't get it yeah. out of his hands quicker. It's like, dude, I get it. I get it that you want to keep getting this guys back. But go win the game. You are the guy in late game scenarios who wins the game for the Timberwolves here. It just, yeah, they, and I know it's against the Hornets. I know it's like middle of the season, so it's not like the biggest deal in the world. But you're right, Dunn. Every game matters, and, and they did lose the one seed to the OKC, and that could be a big matchup difference of who you're playing in the first round. And we're and not talking about the Timberwolves, a team that's at could be a team that doesn't give up that one seed. They might they might not lose enough to give yeah. up that spot that's for the rest of the season because OKC has looked damn good, and maybe next week or in the coming weeks we're going to have to dedicate like half an episode to OKC because I feel like we haven't even talked about them enough. Oh, yeah. I also do want to point out that I put 63 in the dock, and it was in 62, fact 62, 62. points. Oh, okay. I'm glad. I'm glad I noticed after we talked <laughs> for about 15 yeah. minutes about it. But yeah, that's right. just just for if anyone was going to be on our something. ass, it, it was 62 for Cat, 70 for MB. We got that right. Um, but yeah, incredible night for the bigs. Um, 
I'm sure the T Wolves will bounce back, but that is I didn't know that Anthony Edwards thing that he that he was shooting that little in the first half. One shot uh, attempt in the first half. <laughs> One. That's that's insane. And I, I get it. They were up I think 17 or something at halftime. And I think they were up 18 or something going in the fourth. So I get it when it's like that. But once the game starts getting closer, that's when you that's when the maturity has to come to play if you're Anthony Edwards, right? And that's yeah. where you're like, all right, we gotta get the best shot for this team. We just can't keep feeding cat. And then they was, lose. They lose on uh, Leaky Black's first free throws ever made in the NBA. <laughs> unreal! Um, what a what a choke job! Crazy. Uh, but yeah, the Chris Finch uh, post game presser was just iconic. He was so mad. I yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Um, I think it's a good like it's a good head coach moment. Like I I don't think you would want your coach to just be like super excited about that or even smiling at all if you blow a game like that. So definitely makes sense. Uh, Jake, I think before Jake just had to run, uh, he'll be back next week. But before he left, I think he brought up Kevin Durant and that's who we're going to talk about last because, or one of you guys did when uh, yeah, Kevin Durant. Got 70? Uh, yeah. That's was, that was a great clip. Um, KD has been in the news. His name's been thrown around a lot this week for other reasons. He said that, or I guess he asked the question. He didn't say he he needs to or wants to be in the conversation, but he simply asked, why why is KD, why is Kevin Durant not in the GOAT conversation? Uh, he he thinks that he can do, you know, what all the other greats can do or have done. He's got two rings. He's got the MVP. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't buy into this. I love KD. KD's one of my favorite players ever. Where would you, would you put him top ten all time right now? Yeah, I think okay. so. Okay. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't. You know, count any number like actual guys' names in order, but I think I think I could comfortably say he's he's in my top ten. Yeah, I I would say the same, and I think the main reason, Dunny, why like I feel like some people don't put KD in that conversation or up there with the other names right away is, is the Warriors move. It's, it's yeah. the Warriors move and people are just going to hold that against him his entire career. I mean, you, it, it's funny too, cause I keep bringing this up, but you go, you go to the comments of uh, any, any social post of KD reacting and beat 70 points game. And all the top comments are, Oh, looks like KD's going to Philly. Now looks like KD wants, it's like, he, he can't, the guy can't buy a break. It's like, all right, I get it. Like he went to the Warriors. He went to the super team, but at the end of the day, Katie's been one of the best players we've ever watched. And yeah. we are going to look back at this probably 20 years later. Who, who knows how long later people are going to look back and be like, wow, Kevin Durant, LeBron James pretty much played their careers in the same time period. Mm-hmm. And it's, and I, I think Katie, from what he's done on the basketball court, I know injuries sometimes have kind of hurt him a little bit there. And obviously, like I said, the move to go to the Warriors and then try to form the big three on the Nets. And now he's on the Suns, you know, kind of rub people the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if Katie stayed in OKC his entire time and he got a championship with him, I think that we'd have a completely different uh, feeling about this or a lot of people would. But if I'm taking all that aside and I'm just looking at him as the basketball player, I mean – you got to say it for what it is. He's one of the greatest shooters we've ever seen without, without question. He's one of the greatest shot creators we have ever seen. This is a guy who's beaten LeBron in the big moments. Like, like he's, 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 he, he outplayed LeBron. We want to say, Oh, he was on the stacked warriors. KD outplayed LeBron in those finals. Mm -hmm. Um, He's one of, I think one of the greatest ever. And I think it's one of those where, He's probably not in the GOAT conversation right now, 
But I think when he retires and when it's all said and done, you're going to see the career numbers. You're going to go back and see everything he did. And I think you can make a very good argument for him. And I think he's going to be one of those guys kind of similar to uh, Kobe Bryant, where after his career is where people are really starting to put the, the name up there where they're yep. really starting to look back on everything he did for the game of basketball, not, you know, just the stats and the MVPs and the championships, but what he did for the game of basketball. And I think that's really where KD will be in there right now. I still think there's, you know, at least probably five, six names I'd have above ahead of him, no doubt. And then there's mm -hmm. a few others I think you could make arguments for, but um, I, I, I don't think it's, it's crazy at all. No, I, th I think if you're going to put, Curry like up there, you have to put KD up there. Yeah, and it's I think part of the reason too, like I mean, it's you know a little different because I don't think anyone's trying to put like Allen Iverson in the goat conversation, mm -hmm. but I think it's part of the reason that Curry is even in the conversation is just what they did for the game. Agreed. Yes, on the court, but just in general. I mean, KD's similar to LeBron, where as soon as he got to the league, he was dominant and mm -hmm. put on a show and was much watch basketball. And he's just like, he was kind of this new age of like, who is this tall, skinny freak of nature that can do everything that the most advanced guards in our league can do. That was Kevin <laughs> yeah. Durant. What do you and mean the seven footers taking it up the court? What do yeah. you mean? He's pulling up on his own dribble. Like, yeah. Like yeah. the reason that we don't bat an eye at Wemby or any, any of these other new guys who can do the things that KD can do is because KD's been doing them for over a decade and he perfected them at a young age. Um, you know, he was he's also one of the more underrated defensive players, I think, yeah. that's ever played the game. Because obviously, you know, he's not as durable and doesn't really get as nasty in the paint anymore. But I mean, his OKC days, he was sending people away on a regular basis, mm -hmm. protecting the rim. Uh, yeah. I, I'm never he had the wingspan. He had that yeah. wingspan. Like he had the freakish wingspan that we've never seen before. He was like one of the first players like that. I'm I'm never gonna have a bad thing to say about uh, no. Kevin Durant as far as play and what he's done for the game. Do I think he's in that that goat conversation? No, I think that's still for LeBron and, and Michael Jordan are the only two in that sphere. Do I think he's one of the greatest to ever play the game? Yeah, I do. And absolutely, Jake, me and me and Steve said. I also lied to the listeners. I said that you were gone for the episode, but he has <laughs> made a triumph. He's made a triumphant return to talk about KD. Um, but what I said to Steve was, he asked me, "Is KD in my top ten all time?" And I said. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I didn't I didn't list the guys out, like I said, but I, I think I can confidently say that. So one of the greats. Yeah. And, you know, if he wins one or two more, may, you know, maybe maybe yeah. we start to throw him in that conversation with yeah. Braun and yeah. people and, are uh, MJ. But and I guess it depends on what you view as the GOAT conversation. Right. If you're looking at it, is who's the great just single greatest player. Right. I think it is a, a two horse race right now between LeBron mm -hmm. and MJ. But if I'm looking at it as like GOAT is like if I'm looking at basketball, like a starting five lineup or something. Yeah. Who am I looking in there? I think you can make an argument with. Yeah. Like the position prototypical with guys around him. player. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I agree Absolutely. with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I can't can't argue with any of that. And Bluey made a great point. People are bitter about the Warriors move, bro. Yep. So many, so bitter. why would why would you like the situation that Katie was in with the cap <laughs> spike and everything else? Why the hell would you go anywhere else? That was the yeah. like. You why could be mad. You? Everybody's just mad because they were good, and that somebody joins in, and everybody wants to get after a guy. There's no reason that you shouldn't 
Like he, he, when he said it, when he did it, it was like basketball Nirvana. It really was. And then they, and then they were successful for that amount of time. Like KD was right, bro. Like he made the right decision for himself, Mm -hmm. for his legacy, because you know what people would talk way more shit about is if he didn't have any rings. That's what they would say. say. That would be the argument. Like if KD just stayed in Oklahoma city and didn't ever win, they would shit on him for that too. So like KD just, there is no winning. Now the Brooklyn decision, you can you can you can criticize KD for kind of how he was running. He was basically running that organization and how that ended up working out. But he could never have anticipated Kyrie going off the deep end like he did. He could never. I mean, I guess we all could have anticipated Harden being James Harden. But like they took swings, it didn't work. They were still like I still respect him for trying to go and create that legacy and create a culture for a team that. Has none, bro. People don't give a yeah, shit about true. the Brooklyn Nets. No, stop. Sorry, my dad. My dad was a New Jersey Nets fan, though. Like, he's just been loyal. That's who there are fans. There are either New Jersey fans or there's nobody left in that city. And KD went in, thought they'd have a moment to be able to try to do that and underestimated the work that it was going to take. And then his running mate went off the deep end for a couple years. So, like, it was really just bad timing in that thing. And yeah. now KD is back and he has a chance. Bloomy says, hey, hey, I do love my Nets. I know they're out there. I said they're out there, but it's just like it's New York City. Like that's yeah, like I the guess. Knicks. We the Knicks are not a contender right now, and they're the the darling of that city again. Like no matter what, it's just it's a different level to this. And if Katie wins again with the Suns, which I think you know the way that they've started this year, obviously they're not looking great in the standings at the moment. But hey, that Suns team in the playoffs, if they're fully healthy. It's going to be hard to pick against yeah. them. If he wins a ring with this team and is the be- he's been the best player on this team this year. Everybody's they saying, scored oh, it's 40 still plus the last couple nights. He's had a game winner against 30 the Bulls. a game. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's been fantastic. He's been awesome. And I think he's going to age really well, like continue to age well into his yeah. career. So he still has years and numbers to put up. So yeah, Katie is definitely in this conversation. He's definitely top 10. I, also, I think that. Top five is where you could is where you start making arguments for Katie because I think you could, yeah. you could put him around there and I don't think that people should really get after I, you for that. I'm 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 right there with you. I think arguably too, probably the greatest mid range shooter of all time. Oh yeah, yeah. right. I, is there anyone else? The prettiest for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, I it's could, his shot. The prettiest I mean, pull you could just picture seen, his yeah. shot. Yeah. yeah, it's beautiful. Follow like like dude the and sorry JBC because I, I I'm pretty sure you're in here but that that buzzer beater against the Bulls the other night was incredible. Bro, the fact that he like adjusted midair yeah to get it away from Caruso to I don't know how he, I don't even know how he knew that was coming I have no idea it's, it's nuts it's like in a it's it's like in a video game when like they slow everything down and you have to hit an additional <laughs> button for yeah. it to work like in the air he yeah you do like, the pull. double tap right and yeah. they do the hesitate yes yeah he like double clicked a in the air and then just <sighs> cashed crazy, um but yeah I think before before we get off this topic I do I think it'd be fair to just remind people um I have his accolades and highlights or career highlights and awards pulled up it's Two-time NBA champ, two-time finals MVP, most valuable player in 2014, 13-time All-Star, two-time All-Star MVP, six-time All-NBA first team, four-time All-NBA second team, NBA Rookie of the Year, All-Rookie first team, uh, four-time scoring champion, two-time 50-40-90 club, uh, was in the NBA top 75 National College Player of the Year in 2007, Big 12 Player of the Year, 
the Longhorns retired his number 35 FIBA world champion and three-time USA basketball male athlete of the year. And then if you want to go all the way back, also McDonald's All-American game MVP. He's he's just done it all at all levels. He's man. got a few uh, accolades. He's yeah. just got a little bit of hardware. <laughs> so him wanting to interject himself into the GOAT conversation, I'm fine with it. Am yeah. I going to put him up there with Braun and MJ? Not Not at the moment. But no, he but deserves I, it, man. He, he at least can put his name out there as yeah, one of yeah. the greatest players to ever play basketball. It's just true. Yeah, man. So uh shout out KD and shout out when streaks because that is who this episode has been brought to you by. Uh guys, just do it. It's simple, it's free. 100% free to play. Download the Win Streaks app. Use our code HHH when you sign up. Pick your favorite teams to win the games that you're already watching and accumulate those points and win cash prizes. It's easy. We we gave you guys some picks that we like tonight, and we have some more exciting stuff coming with win streaks uh, down the road, and we are excited for you guys to get on board. Is that, is that going to do it for us, guys, or – you guys got um, I, anything else? I, hey Donnie, I mean, we 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 could we could we could always do a draft. We could always do a draft if you yeah, we got we got the internet working. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, also, you've been yes, booking. I know you are Apolo- the Boston Celtics of internet this week. Yeah, <laughs> upgraded from the places. Apologies for last week. I've been having a fucking time with this Wi-Fi situation. Finally got it figured out. Hopefully you guys can hear me clearly. And yeah, that's that's a good idea, Steve. Let's let's end the episode with a little all-time point guard draft. So this draft is going to be centered around us dra- drafting five point guards each, and we're trying to make the best starting five we can out of just point guards. Um, I don't know how you guys want to decide. Yeah, our three just... teams are playing pickup against each other. Five man starting lineup. We want to beat the other two. That's what that's what we're doing. And it's going to be point guards in their prime, right? Yes. In like their prime. so, yep. like if someone took Chris Paul for example, you're not getting Chris Paul right now. You're no. getting Chris Paul when he was all NBA. So uh, I don't know how do you, how do you want to? I got it here. I'm gonna, if you guys trust me, I'll do a random number generator. Let's do I'll a random number generator. Steve, pick a number between. Uh, well, no, I'm just gonna pick for you, Steve. Ready? Yeah. All right, you got three. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Me and Dunny okay, will do one three. to two. I'll take three. Basically a coin flip. Dunny, ready? You got one. All right. So Dunny's All right. first. I'll go second. Steve third. And then snake draft. Let's 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 yeah, see if we can figure this out this time. Yeah. See if we can yeah, right. this time. Is someone writing these picks down? Because <laughs> I might I'll, I'll write them in the dog. Okay, <laughs> cool. Yeah, I'm gonna put them on the screen too. So all right, first pick in the all-time point guard draft. Oh my God! <laughs> he's nervous. That's not a he's, good start. He's no, this, nervous. This is easy. First, first pick in the NBA all-time point guard draft. Steph Curry for me, please. Okay. Okay. That's solid. Okay. I was between two actually, but I wonder which two. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. I thought I thought Steph was. I thought you guys maybe thought Steph was the easy one, one, but maybe not. I guess if we are building a starting five, building the starting five. I mean, the only thing I will say, building the starting five. There's a lot of point guards that can shoot, but I mean, Steph is yeah. the greatest shooter of all time. 
All right, Jake. Who you solid got? Start. It's a solid start. I'm picking Magic Johnson. Yeah, you got to yeah. pick Magic. Yeah. I, I mean, that that's the easy one, too. Like, yeah. easy. And easy I get the size. Two. If we're talking about a pickup game, now I have a 6-8 right. card. That's what I'm that's, saying. Play, that's why center. I almost went Magic. That's what I'm saying. All right. But I couldn't allow one of you guys to get Steph at two or three. <laughs> All right, so we're doing we're doing point cards in their prime, right? We're doing point mm-hmm. cards in their prime. Yeah. Number three. Picks. Yeah, I got I got two picks. I'm taking big O Oscar Robertson. Is, I like that. My I was wondering one. when he was gonna go. We got a little bit of size. We got a guy who can do pretty much everything. He's a dog on the boards too. And then I'm, man, this is tough. This stuff, you know what? I, you know, I'm gonna do it. He's not getting back to me. Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic. Oh. He's young. He's young, but I'll tell you what, he'll be up here. He'll be up in the top five when it's all. I like that, man. So I give like me it. a bit go and Luka, and uh, talk about size. I got size with yeah, both. Size. That's, That's nice. Yeah, that's for sure. I like it. I like it. That's a bold move, but I'm not surprised by by you making that move. I, and I love now. Oscar too, right? I think I yeah. think kind of. I was well. I was taking Oscar if uh if he got to me for sure. Um all right, so I'm up. Yep. I gotta pick the point guard, Chris Paul. Gotta do okay. it. I like okay. it. Okay. I like it. Gotta do it. Okay, do I get do I you get two? You get two. Okay. I love that. Um I'm going to go. Steve Nash, okay, and Russell Westbrook. Damn. Damn. Thank you, thank you. I, I Prime Westbrook needs to be. Yep. Up, up. I need. Here, I right need now. someone to rebound on this squad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Russ was Russ was on my short list here for this next pick, so now I'm a little, I'm a little thrown off. I'm not gonna lie. There's a couple guys I'm trying to decide oh, between I'm here. Mad I didn't take There's one guy. I'm really between two, two or three guys oh, here. One's a risky take... move. One's a risky move, but I think don't I'm gonna do it. Either, my guys. All right, I think I'm going? gonna do it. We're going into prime. I'm going Derrick Rose. Oh, uh, I was. I almost went Rose and Westbrook for those two Derrick picks. Rose. So nice. All right. That's a great pick, I think. I'm gonna shout out Bloomy for this one. I'm going with the greatest point guard, defensive point guard of all time, and it's not close. Give me the glove, Gary Payton. He was getting drafted. He was definitely getting drafted. And I need a little bit of scoring. I need a little bit of scoring. Want to talk about scoring in its prime? Damian Lillard. Give me, give me, give me Damian. Give me Damian Lillard. I did not go in this draft. I need well the way I built my team, right? I want someone who can just chuck up shots. You're telling me I get that three-point shooter with Luca and Oscar yeah, kicking the ball out? Before Dane, you didn't have any like sharp shooters. So right. Like that. Yeah, that's like a great that. point. Now I don't have. I really don't have shooters here now, so I need to kind of. That's what I'm saying. I kind of got to look here. And there's there's some guys though. There's some shooters out there. There's some shooters still out here. I might have to take this risk. I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to do it. I'm taking Kyrie Irving. I was thinking. I'm taking Kyrie. Uh, I, I was I was highly considering Kyrie. Too. <laughs> I got to do it. I got, I need I need a shot maker out there. I can't yep. just. I, I had another guy in mind here, but he's mm-hmm. not a shot maker, and I can't just be out there throwing bricks up. So we gotta we gotta put Kyrie out there. Prime Kyrie, Cavs Kyrie, he'll be lighting it up. I'm with it. I got a short team here. 
Magic's doing do. a lot of work. You do. Yeah, but you have the tallest point guard out yeah, here. Yeah, you also too, have so. Magic who can play one through five. I have yeah, Magic's gonna be I have a very short team. They were very you got you got some love for the for Gary Payton there, Steve. Oh, guy. oh yeah, I, I knew Bloomy would love that yeah. one. You, I, I, hey, if we're doing a point guard draft, you need a guy on defense. And yeah, nobody's nobody's close to Gary Payton. That's facts. Who you all right, Dunny, you got uh got two picks, right? Two picks here, yeah. Wait, I have two right now? Did yep. we screw this up again? It, no, these no, are your no, last no. two, then it's me, then oh, yeah, Steve, that and then we're sense. good. Yep. Um Okay, I'm going to go Jason Kidd. Okay. I need like a little bit of size and just kind of strength on my team. I feel like Jay Kidd and Russ can bring that. Okay. Actually, I might just I might just double down on what I was saying I just needed. Um are we counting? Actually, I don't want to ask that because I'll just ruin it. Um, okay, my last pick. I'm just gonna I'm gonna go John Wall. Prime John Wall. Wow, I love that. Prime John Wall before okay. the injuries. That was special. Okay. Yeah, the that. athleticism I have between Ross. So what do we get? What do we have for Donnie's final team? Steph Dunny's Curry, Steve Nash, Russell Westbrook, Jason Kidd, and John Wall. Okay. All right. Okay. I like it. I'm getting that grit. I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy he made it here beside beside these two guys. So now I've got my guy, Isaiah Thomas. That's my last pick. Yeah, I was. Yeah. No, this is a very. Now, I've got four I was, shorties I, here. Short I was. Guys, th- I was thinking about I, Isaiah Thomas too. He someone he needed to He's draft him. Yeah, Isaiah, I was going to take him if you didn't. Isaiah and Chris Paul might fight each other during this game, but I'll, I'm willing to take that risk. Willing to take that chance. Man. Oh, this is tough. <laughs> this is this is tough. And I, I think, Donnie, your question you're going to ask, because I'm considering him primary shooting guard, is AI shooting guard. AI shooting guard. That isn't who I was talking about, but, yeah, that is that's that was my thought process too because he would have been right. on my team already. Yeah, I, AI would have gone earlier if we're mm, – all right, let's go. Let me see. What do I got on my team? I got Luca. I got Dane. I got big O. I got the glove. I want winner DNA on this team. Someone who knows how to win. Give me Tony Parker to round out this five. Tony Parker. Clutch. Knows how to win. I I think it's that. We talked about Tony Parker twice on tonight's episode. Isn't that that crazy? All right. We're going to put these up. We got Steve here. Oscar Robertson, Luka Doncic, Gary Payton, Damian Lillard, Tony Parker. I got Magic Johnson, Chris Paul, Derrick Rose, Kyrie Irving, Isaiah Thomas, and Dunny's got That's Steph Curry, scoring. Steve Nash, Russell Westbrook, Jason Kidd, John Wall. John Prime, John Wall, sneaky pick. Yeah. Sneaky pick, Prime I John. Bro, especially with no rim protectors. Yeah. Yeah. There's no well, rim that's protectors. That's what I mean. These teams. Don't disrespect Gary Payton like that. Don't you ever. <laughs> don't don't you ever disrespect the glove like that. No, the the person who I was wondering, and I guess I guess he was primarily a point, but he's just he was such a scorer, you don't really think of him that way. Is I almost took Gilbert Arenas with my last oh, pick. Oh yeah. yeah. I was thinking about Gilbert Arenas. I was thinking about Gilbert Arenas. So Some I'm guys who I almost took uh I almost took Hardaway Senior too yep. for the for some size. 
Darren Williams I thought about taking. I thought about Jerry um, West. I know we yeah. wouldn't have taken him, but like would we have considered prime James Harden a point guard? I guess his, in his prime, Harden, in right? his prime in he prime was, but I just I think he also did play on the team with Chris Paul for a lot of that. That's time what too. I'm saying. Yeah. So like in my head, I was like, I'm never gonna consider him that, but I was like, if we consider him a point guard, like his prime is Bloomy Bloomy's team here, Gary Payton, AI, Curry, Kid. Well, we, I, I would have taken AI, Bloomy, but we were calling him a shooting yeah, So, we, so we, whoever's yeah. going to roast us in the comments, or how do you not take Allen Iverson? I know. We, we know it's coming. It, it was a shooting guard. All right? Allen Iverson wasn't a point guard in this I think draft. we did pretty good, though. I feel pretty I think, good about our, our I like, team. I like my here. team. The only like thing that people can fairly get pissed at us for not taking is maybe uh, – Oh, Penny Hardaway John and, and John Stockton. Yeah, Wounds I was never John picking Stockton. John Stockton, bro. I would just think pick him for the five on my five. Team. He's yeah. not like, it, yeah. and I drafted Nash, who like I feel like is just like a quicker, like slightly better scoring John John Stockton. Yeah, I was I was thinking of Penny too, Donnie. But my whole thing is like I've Oscar Robertson. That's just yeah. kind of a better. That was penny, your. Right? That's just kind that. of a better, yeah. a better Penny because I was considering that too, but. And Jay, you have Magic Johnson, who's the best version of like a yeah. Penny Hardaway style. So it's that's yeah, I could I... see I could see backlash on those, but I I don't I don't think it would have been as good of a fit. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll we'll let All the right. people decide. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see who uh, we'll see who the masses likes better in in this draft. I think Jake's team's gonna get a lot of love if I have to yeah. say, take a guess. He has the nostalgia. He has the scoring. He has the size of the magic. Yeah, I feel good about my team. D-Rose. Isaiah Thomas at the I, end. I was really scared. Yeah, was I was hoping he'd Thomas. fall to me. I, I was. Really yeah, that was the one that. I wanted to lock in. I don't know where I would have went without Isaiah there. Like, because I was Kyrie really between too. Kyrie. Yeah. Well, I I figured Kyrie might might sneak down with our just just regular Kyrie things but i wasn't i, gonna, I, I, I wasn't like, gonna I pick like kyrie. kyrie but i told you yeah. like pure shooter give me dame over. that's why like, i had to pick I kyrie need, because i, I needed shoot. a shooter i needed someone yeah. to sc- like my team that's the problem with this team is that's a lot like derrick rose can't really shoot isaiah can't really shoat chris paul can kind of shoot threes like but he's not yeah, like magic no one has a shooter really magic shoot. can't shoot it's really it's kyrie kind of, and then we're just dishing which is it's kind of funny my t- my team sucks at shooting too except for steph <laughs> Well, I guess yeah. Steve, Steve Nash had a strap for a but bit. But J-Kid in his prime was not a great shooter. Became right. a great shooter. Yeah, so you're he right. the tricky one. And John, and then, right. John Wall and, and Russ were never really sharpshooters. No. They could both knock it down. But yeah. I got Dame can shoot. Parker can shoot. Luca. Luca's a willing shooter. He does shoot. He does yeah. shoot. Like, he's not He's not a he sharp shooter. I wouldn't say he's no. a sharp shooter he's a streaky, from outside. But he'll, he'll shoot. shoot. Yeah, yeah, he'll shoot. Yeah. But I, that's why I needed Dame, right? Because I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm True. like, like, after Curry, who's probably the best volume three-point shooter of all point guards? Probably Dame. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, Steve, right, only because you brought Luca up, but I did want to make sure that I, I wore my Jalen Brown jersey. Oh, yeah, I'll tell you what, Donnie. You know what? I'll tell you what, Donnie. Uh, one of the best tweets I saw, I don't know if I said it to you or not, but they were like, everyone's talking about MB dropping 70 when Jalen Brown dropped 77. And it shows yeah. him just crossing over Luca. I was like, I can't see this today. I was like, just, you know I love Jalen Brown. I was like, I can't yeah. see that today. But that was one of the best tweets I saw. Everyone talking about MB dropping 70, but Jalen Brown drop 77 last i know that was good good. it was it was a fun game man but i'll say this too like 
Stevie Boston's going to be in full effect this summer because that Celtics team, man, they don't miss open threes. They do not miss open shots. They it don't. is crazy. Big Al Horford. You can't yeah. leave him open. He's no. knocking them down. You can't leave Al, bro. You can't leave Al anywhere. You can't He's... leave any of them. They didn't yeah. have KP, who's been playing out no. of his mind this year. See, that's that's what I love about this group, too. Um it's just like after the first quarter, I think we shot like one of 13 from deep maybe as a team. And like the broadcast, like even everyone on Twitter is like, this team shoots too many threes. The rest of the game, it's like that's that's how we went. It's, you, yeah. you can't leave these guys. Let them get hot. That's, that's a bad insane. idea too. It's yeah. I mean, the Jays uh, were cooking against the Mavs. They were cooking against the Mavs. But Drew Holiday was hitting threes. He's a, he yeah. just stayed, stood behind the arc the whole game. Derek White didn't have to do much against them. I mean, it's just it's like every other night. It's like yeah, you know what the Jays are gonna do, but you know one of Drew. Porzingis or uh, Derek White's gonna score twenty plus two. How do you stop yeah. it? And then Hauser and Pritchard just Hauser being able off to come the bench, in yeah. and both just have a strap as well. Yeah, no, that was that was a fun game. Um, looking forward to the to the second matchup. And I think that'll do it for our episode, guys. Thanks for hanging around for the point guards draft. We've been trying to do that for a couple weeks. Uh, thank you for reminding me, Steve. And yeah, we'll see how you guys like them. Again, download the Winstreaks app. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you guys next week. Later, guys. Have a good night, folks.